0: Hello, you're listening to the podcast, Every Tongue Got to Confess. It's being brought to you by the Zora Festival, 2017, and Rollins College. And in this podcast, we look at the issues and dilemmas facing the 21st century. I'm Robert Castanello, an associate professor of history at the University of Central Florida, and I will be your host for this episode of the Every Tongue Got to Confess podcast. I sat down with Professor Mary Conway Datunone from Rollins College to talk about social entrepreneurship. She teaches a class and mentors students who go on out into the global community to harness the methods of a business education to solve real-world problems. Okay, I want to thank you for joining me today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: Would you mind introducing yourself to our subscribers?
1: Right. So um, I am a professor here at Rollins College in the Cromer Graduate School of Business and the Faculty Director for Social Innovation and Entrepreneurship Hub. been in Florida about 10 years, originally from New York, and um, I find this passion space called social entrepreneurship
0: and so can you tell us a little bit about what that means what social entrepreneurship
1: sure so for me it means using thoughts and principles from business and entrepreneurship to create uh, a different kind of organization that helps bring positive sustainable and ongoing change in our communities to solve untractable problems that need to be kind of handled
0: And so these can be applied locally in in the community we all live in?
1: Absolutely, yes, locally, regionally, globally, and we, in my work, uh, since I have kind of a slant on the global, so I try to help students understand how the context of where you live influences our perceptions of what the problems are, the strength of the problem or the size of the problem, and then the actions that can be taken by yourself and by members of whatever community to, to move forward.
0: That's interesting because I I try and and do some similar things. I mean, I teach uh, Florida history to my students by trying to get them to think globally, even though we're learning about, you know, the history of the state where they live in. So, I mean, do you find that there are challenges here in trying to get the students to really kind of look out their back door?
1: To look out their back door here to Florida? I think I find challenges where students, for students making connections between any contexts. So it could be from one academic area to the next, or it could be from one geographic area to the next. So I think part of our role is helping students to understand that the context matters and that what we learn from one context can sometimes be adapted or uh, create learning for the next context. I think students, people don't, do that naturally.
0: And so uh, what do you find that the students, I guess, you know, when they, when they take these principles and they apply them locally, you know, what do you find that the students really sort of um, um, gravitate towards as far as their interests? I mean, do they kind of take these things and say, well, I want to apply this in, in this certain area or it seems like this works best for...
1: so. If we were taking a student down a journey of social innovation and social entrepreneurship, the first thing that we would do is ask them to think about themselves. Who are they? What is important to them? Um, What are they passionate about? And then we would say, why? Like, and why have you developed that passion and that concern? And then we say, now go out into your community and find a space where that concern and that passion um, can can be implemented to contribute to the solution of a problem that exists in the society. But we have students who then, once they go through that sort of self-investigation and community investigation, then it takes the gamut. So here at Rollins, the research that we started in 2011 of just trying to assess what's important to our students um, talked a lot about environment, the, the concern for the environment, the concern for our interaction as citizens with the environment. Another has been, um, could define it differently, but the idea of human trafficking, um, because again, in the context of Orlando, that's an issue whether you go down to the tourist section or you go up to the farmer section, that, that those are of our communities, and those are our issues or concerns. Um, water quality has become an increasing and particularly a hot topic right this year but that's kind of related to the environment um, those are the big ones that I can remember from the research without looking back at it
0: and so you know I, I'm sure you, you you see these students they kind of matriculate they you know um, you're able to kind of engage them in the classroom and they graduate have you a um, have you been proud of any success stories And students have graduated and gone on, come back, and you said that's exactly what I was trying to?
1: Absolutely, so I'll tell you two stories if I can. The first story um, is a young woman um, who, so she was taking her master's, it was actually my first semester here, her last semester in the MBA program, and I was teaching international marketing. And so the way that I was teaching international marketing that particular semester is they chose a country, and they, they had to sort of look at the community of that country and defined in any way that that you want to define that community, and what is a social issue that is facing that community. And then we're gonna develop a marketing plan to um, educate the population, create awareness about it, and and institute some changes for that. And so this particular young woman in her group happened to do reproductive rights in Vietnam. And um, so at first she was kind of like, and some of the students were thinking, this is not international marketing. I want to study Procter and Gamble, Unilever, Ford Motor Company, you know, the big MNCs and understand what they're doing and why are we not looking at Europe, we're looking at Africa and things like that. So she goes away, she graduates and um, takes a job at a local, a very nice job in branding at a local company here. Then uh, about a year later, we're kind of staying in touch, a year later she calls me back, she says, you know, I've been thinking a lot about that class and like I'm doing this branding to sell these multi-million-dollar things, products, and I'm not feeling really good about myself. I'm not feeling really fulfilled. And I keep thinking back to this exercise that we did in your class. So she says, I, I, you know, I wanna come in and brainstorm with you. So that resulted, those conversations resulted in her basically taking a one year leave of absence, leaving the Florida area. Um, and go into Vietnam for a year. And she worked with a nonprofit organization who um, does employment in the community for, for families affected by Agent Orange and generations of the families that are still doing those. And she used her marketing and management techniques to develop a marketing strategy for the products that, that those particular um, people in that particular um, house, if you will, uh, were creating. So in the course of that year in Vietnam, obviously she's learning a lot about herself and she comes back and again, the, the job is here for her and she lasts about two weeks and then says, nope, I can't come back. Instead, I'm gonna go and get my PhD in social entrepreneurship. And then we have written together the case about her a case study that's at at the Ivy School of Business that tells kind of her story and her experience in Vietnam we've written a case together about the transference of culture like the the, she kind of went into uh, into Vietnam with this sort of hegemony I'm here to help you you know listen to everything Mm -hmm. I said and and the humbleness that that developed in her and then most recently a journal article Um, So kind of expanding out on that based on her experience and uh, happy to say that she's now graduated. She's a professor um, at a university in Texas. So for me, that is kind of what it's all about. Just opening that idea, opening that experience and then watching the student run with it. We have another student who graduated, actually she's a dual graduate of ours from economics. She was economics and then um, took her MBA and during that time, she worked together with me on a program we have, that's called Global Links, which is a public-private partnership that works on women's empowerment and the use of social business models to, to do that. And so through that experience in class, learning um, that, working on that project, she now works for a local social enterprise. Again, she started out, out of her MBA. She was with an online marketer, doing very well. And then just feeling like, really business and entrepreneurial skills and my creativity can be used in a very different way. And so she now is the marketing uh, director and communication and all other things that one needs to do in a social enterprise for an organization that works in Haiti. Um, so they work here in the community and, and in Haiti. So those are two kind of recent stories of, of folks that think about how to use business skills differently. Um, and they're working, and they're they're doing it. It's it's cool. It's fun.
0: I want to thank you for joining me today. You're welcome. Thanks for listening to the Every Tongue Got to Confess podcast. Be sure to find the rest of the episodes by searching for us online, and subscribing to us on iTunes.